Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. CBS Radio brings you The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunn. <laughs> everybody doing? Honestly, it is just impossible to get this family going in the morning. Twenty minutes after eight now, we have to eat breakfast, grab a taxi, and be over at Russell Square to the tour office by five minutes to nine if we expect to go on a tour this morning. Well, now, look, I on. can't go on any tour anyhow. i got to hang around the hotel in case that guy gets back from Paris and calls me. That's why I'm in London, to see him. Well, I'm not going to hang around the hotel. Goodness, if I'm in England, I want to see things. And I thought we were all going to take the tour to Windsor Castle and Hampton Court today. You can always call in and see if there's a message, can't you? Would you want to see these places while you have the chance, dear? Look, I am not going anywhere until I write this letter to the Times. Oh, baby. Kept both of us awake half the night over that silly thing. It is I don't happen idiotic. to think it's silly. I happen to yeah. think it's terrible that some Americans come over here to Europe and make rude, ill-mannered remarks like that woman on the tour yesterday. And the rest of us have to suffer for it. Yeah. Like to make it plain that we are not all like that. Well, what are you going to gain by writing a letter to the newspaper? Honestly, every time I think of the scene you made right in the middle of Westminster Abbey yesterday, really, I guess. Well, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Who is coming down to have breakfast? Aunt Effie, aren't you ready? I'm just writing some postcards, dear. Be right there. <laughs> she has done nothing but write postcards. Yeah, no, she wants all her friends to know that she's in Europe. <laughs> well, I'm going down to breakfast, and any of you who expect to go on a sightseeing tour this morning had better step on it and come down and eat, too. <laughs> You know, at this moment, it's beyond mankind's capacity to guess what will occupy the attention of CBS Radio's Bob and Ray tonight. It's possible they may be investigating such matters as the molecular structure of money or giving a recipe for a vulcanized bison. Or perhaps distinguished correspondent Wally Ballou may take us via the magic of radio to the broom garage of a witch. Or we may receive a report on our feathered friends from the bird lady whose discourse on the drag-tailed lackluster recently created unparalleled apathy among bird watchers from coast to coast. Now, there's probably not a chance in this world that you'll hear about any of these matters. If you're courageous, though, take potluck with the boys. Anything they serve up is bound to be full of chuckles. That's Bob and Ray tonight, and right here at this spot on your dial. Laugh along, too, with Amos and Andy, Andy Griffith, and Burns and Allen on Comedy Time, weeknights on CBS Radio. Pete's What happened? I thought you were taking a tour to Windsor Castle. We missed it by one minute. 
The tour bus had just pulled out. I guess she blames me. Oh. I stopped to buy some more postcards. Oh, for heaven's sake. Well, I'm glad you came back, as a matter of fact. I finished the rough draft of that letter to the Times. I'll read it to you. Well, I don't want to sit around discussing that. I'm in England, dear. I want Betsy to see things. That's why we brought her. Why do you want to waste time with unimportant things? I do not consider it unimportant to hear another American make the rude, insulting remarks that that woman made to an Englishman yesterday. But I don't see what you can do about it, dear. I can write a letter to the Times making it plain that we are not all like that. Well, I think that sounds a little superior, don't you? I mean, I know the woman was rude. Rude? Look, when she made that crack about why didn't they use some of the money that we Americans sent to England to clean up their old building. Golly, I I, I, could have kicked her. I tell you, I I wish I had. Mm. Well, I think you made enough fuss. Bawling her out right in the middle of Westminster Abbey of all places, collecting a crowd, police running it. Look, I know the woman was wrong, dear. Don't You're darn right she me, was wrong. She makes all the rest of us look wrong, too. In fact, I, I think I've got a very good opening sentence to my letter here. I, I, I sort of paraphrased Churchill. Uh-huh. I said, well, uh, listen, n- right. never have the reputations of so many suffered from the remarks of so few. <laughs> I think it's darn good. Well, huh? I do, never too. Have... <laughs> my goodness, I get mad when I think of how she ran on ahead to grab the front seat. Which she knew was Betsy's and mine. Oh. Every time the sightseeing bus stopped and we had to get out to see something. Even when I left my coat on the seat so she knew it was mine. Yeah, yeah, yes, well, well, that, that's the least of it, Aunt yeah, Effie. And the guide said we should all sit in the same seat, and she just barged on ahead and took mine. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, anyhow. Mommy, where's my coloring book? Oh, now, don't get out your coloring book. I've decided we're going over to the British Museum this morning. There are three things I want you especially to see that you'll be studying later on in school. The Elgin Marbles... Rosetta Stone and the Magna Carta. You know, looking this letter over, I think I'd better rewrite it a little. Maybe too long. I'll do that while you're gone, and I'll wait to mail it until you get back. I should like to remind you, dear, that though you may be right in principle, the woman threatened to answer your letter in the Times if you wrote one, and if she writes one and says even worse things... Oh, honey. Your company was so emphatic that you must not place yourself in any position to be mixed up in any unpleasant publicity that might reflect on the company... Now, look, I have right on my side. Now, you go to the British Museum. I'm going to do what I have to do and let the chips fall where they may. Now, Betsy, did you take a good look at that? That is the Magna Carta, which Mommy explained to you and which you will study later on in school. See? The marbles you talked about. Yes, mm-hmm. the Elgin marbles. Mm-hmm. Now I have to ask the guard where they are. Mm-hmm. Which ask goes. where the Rosetta Stone is, too, mm-hmm. dear. Mm-hmm. I want to see the marbles first. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, which floor are the Elgin marbles on? The main floor in the West Wing, madam. Straight through that door and turn left. Oh, thank you very much. Did the little girl see the original manuscript of Alice in Wonderland? Oh, no, I didn't know it was here. Oh, yes, yes, and they usually like to see it. You know, it's right over here. Oh, my oh. goodness, I'd like to see that. <laughs> How I loved Alice in Wonderland. Oh, there we are, then. You'd like me to lift you up so you can mm. see better? Yeah, thank you. Here we are. Oh, look oh. in his original handwriting. Oh, what person? does it say? Didn't bring my glasses, of course. You read it, Betsy. I thought we were going to see the marble. A nice man is holding you up, dinner. Uh-huh. For goodness sakes, will you... <laughs> oh, I don't believe she can read. Oh, yes, I can. Well, you show me, and then I'll show you where the marbles are. And here Alice began to get very sleepy and went on saying to herself in a dreamy sort of way, the cat is back, the cat is back. And sometimes she'd say, the bat is cat. Go on, read my dancing. Oh, I love that book. Go on, dear. Alice felt she was dozing off. Wow. 
Thank you very much. Well, here they are, dear. The Elgin Marbles. Where? Up there, dear, on the wall. Now, they were taken from the parcel on a beautiful building on the Acropolis in Greece. And when... Well, where are the marbles? <laughs> What's so funny? Yeah. I'm not laughing at you, dear. I'm laughing at myself. I bet you thought they were marbles to play with, and so did I. <laughs> oh, Aunt Effie, you did not. I did. How do we know? It's sculpture, dear. See? Different slabs of marble and sculpture relief telling the story of a man's fight with a centaur. And a centaur in mythology was a half-horse and a half-man. Now, I think they, the story starts in the next room on the marbles. Yes, come Nard, on. Nard. Oh, Mommy, it's the same woman who was on the toy yesterday. Oh, lower your voice now. Don't look at her. Come on, just go past her. Don't pay uh, Guard, why are these called the Elgin Marbles? I don't have time to read all these signs. You see, I only have one hour to do the British Museum. Well, they're called the Elgin Marbles, madam, in honor of Lord Elgin. He bought them back from the Parthenon. Well, is, is this all there is to them? Well, they're supposed to be among the most beautiful in the world, madam. <laughs> well, all I can say is we have some sculpture back home in our museum that I think is much nicer than this. Well, you're very fortunate, madam. <laughs> really? Don't even look at her now. Betsy, in the mythology, the centaur was one of the... <laughs> all I can say is, I don't know why some people travel at all. Do you? I don't know why they don't stay home. Betsy, why do you start something? I like... thought I recognized <laughs> all of you. Was that remark addressed to me? Well, if the shoe fits. No, no, my, my aunt wasn't speaking to oh, her. Oh, yes, she was. Come along, Betsy, and Effie, come I along. I was speaking to no, her. No, no. I think it's disgraceful for people to go traveling and make insulting remarks about what they see. Disgraceful. <laughs> I am not interested in the opinion of riffraff. Riffraff? Oh, and, uh, don't you call me riffraff. Anybody who would say the things you do. Oh, Audrey, how? Oh, oh, why, you horrible, you, you dreadful little girl. She kicked me. Oh, why, no, oh. Betsy wouldn't do any such thing. Why, she, and she is not a whole I did, girl. too. Daddy said he was his sister. Oh, well. why, Betsy, how could you do such well, a thing? No, 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 oh, no, 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 what have we right, come to? Let's get back to the hotel at once. Aunt Effie, please don't say things like that. We'll return to the couple next door in just a moment. The old axiom that you can't spend what you haven't got still holds true. Too much cash on hand can be an incentive to spend unwisely. That's why there's a double benefit in planned savings, the United States Savings Bond way. First, the money can be taken out of a paycheck in advance before it's frittered away. Second, when you keep your United States Savings Bonds until maturity, you get back $4 for every three invested. Three and a quarter percent interest, maturing in eight years and 11 months, is better and faster than ever. And best of all, your interest is fully guaranteed, not subject to market variations or any other qualifying factor. When you do business with Uncle Sam, when you buy United States savings bonds, there's no risk. You can't lose them no matter how hard you try. So, buy through the payroll savings plan or the bond-a-month plan at your bank. United States savings bonds, regularly. Have a nice time at the British Museum, huh? <laughs> What's the matter? And if you take that and go through the bathroom into your room and close both doors. Well, well, I'm sorry. I don't know what came over me. I've never acted like that before in my life. I only did what Daddy said he wished he'd done. Please go in the other room and close the doors. For Pete's sake, what's the matter? Go on. With... Uh, what, what on earth? We ran into that awful woman again at the British Museum. I told Aunt Effie to ignore her, but no, no, no. She... 
Well, I'll go into details later. Suffice to say, Aunt Effie started another to do with that woman. And to top everything off, Betsy kicked her. Kicked her? Kicked her. Betsy kicked her? Kicked her. You mean, you mean that same kicked woman the that, same that I... Yes, She kicked her? Betsy's never acted like that. Why, well, I, I, what I, I... do you expect? Yesterday, her father has a quarrel with this woman in Westminster Abbey. Today, Aunt Effie starts something in the British Museum. And this woman called us riffraff. What? Yeah. And, and common gutter snipes is what she said. That's what well, she said. Why, why, I... So that is what Betsy has learned so far on her wonderful trip to Europe. We bring her along because it's educational. She'll get so much out of it, we said. And instead of getting any culture, if you want to use the word, she finds her family embroiled in these public quarrels just like riffraff. Yeah, 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 I see what you mean. <laughs> Kick the woman, huh? <laughs> I don't think it's funny. I think our behavior's been just as undignified and inexcusable as hers. And whether I approve of what she says or not, I apologize to her. Yeah, okay, okay. I guess I got so steamed up, I forgot how it might look to Betsy. You're right, you're right. It's how we behave that's important. From now on, we'll bend our efforts to teaching Betsy some culture. <laughs> okay? Really? All right, now then, tell me about these Elgin marbles that the Greeks used to play with. Did you see them? Oh, honey, I think we better start getting you some culture. The Greeks didn't play with them, dear. The elder huh? marbles. Didn't something... the Greek boys play marbles? <laughs> <laughs> the Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Margaret Hamilton, Francie Myers, Beatrice Pons, and Ronald Radd and is produced by Walter Hart.